This week on Dice Boys. Dude, okay, check this out. During the inspection, we go to the downstairs bathroom. Inspector turns on the shower, and it's, and it's a small little stall shower. Turns on the shower. Blood comes out. The sh- poop comes Almost out. as crazy. The shower head pops off. Has lights in it. Oh. Different colored lights. Not as crazy moment, as blood. But <laughs> <laughs> the moment yeah. you turn it on, different lights coming out of that thing. Hell yeah. Did they include that with the house? <laughs> yes. But I saw it. I was like, no, no, turn it. Get it out of here. Get yeah. it out of here. And yeah. Nicole freaked out when she heard me say that. She's like, what? What's wrong? And I was like, look at it. I'm not trying to have dude, wire run into my fucking shower head, dude. <laughs> Seems like a poor no. choice. <laughs> dude, I think that would be fun. Not man rave no, shower. Yeah, just like, take, it's yeah, a total just, fucking rave shower, and I don't I'm understand it. Just go dude, home, have you seen those rave drink, car washes? Drink a bowl They're of nope. MDMA. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I just get yeah, your rainbow shower. You're missing all your lights. Yeah, that's what you're missing. You're missing the secret ingredients. You ever playing Mario? Mario Galaxy? Yeah. Yeah, man. Be Mario Galaxy. I think the bullet in the DNA is going to be more than that bullet in the DNA. The LED shower head. Hey everybody, Dungeon Master Blake here, and thanks so much for listening to Dice Boys again this week. I uh, really appreciate having you here. This is this is episode 10 of The Forgotten Bard, and last time, our heroes traced the sound of a mysterious sobbing to a long, dark hallway, crawling with more zombie dwarves, and it wasn't long before yet another struggle ensued in which both Dodge and Alok fell to life-threatening injuries. But thanks to Yon Yon's magic, Biggles' forky construct, and Matthias's self-sacrifice, the party narrowly survived and were able to barricade themselves in the abandoned kitchen of Woestone Hall, hoping for some recovery. During the night, Yon Yon had a, a surprising and revelatory conversation with a bullywug who told Yon Yon that someone named Betty had made a deal with the Bullywugs, promising to get rid of the dwarves. And that promise, evidently, uh, wasn't quite delivered on, and it led to zombie dwarves and tension in the Bullywug ranks. We also learned about a glowing dwarf and a big haha idiot guy, whatever that means. But we left off with the party standing in the corpse-laden doorway of a room with the source of the sobbing, which was the haunting and terrible specter of a dwarf who seems to have been waiting for our players. How's this all going to play out? What's next? Are there more zombie dwarves in our players' future? Uh, Will they unravel the final threads in the mystery veil of Woestone Hall? And are they really dumb enough to fight a ghost at only second level? Let's find out. Let's head down to the basement, sit at the table, and roll some dice. So, Biggle, Yon Yon, Alok, Matthias, the four of you are in this room with Judas. 
you just climbed over this pile of bodies to get into this room that is illuminated eerily in a swimming pool blue light, like Powerade blue. And it all seems to be coming from this dwarf woman. And she's just turned to look at you all and has said, are you the ones I've been waiting for? And you can see these open, gaping wounds in her neck, but they're not bleeding. They're completely still, almost as though they just had been carved out of her flesh with no consequence. She is not... She She's kind of off-putting looking, but not because she looks ethereal or translucent or anything. It's the opposite in some ways. She looks almost too real. Is there like a glow about her, though? The, the glow is emanating from her, but right. not like it's directly. not on her body. It's not like an outline or anything. No, right. and it, it's almost as though like when you have a, a TV that's on the wrong frame rate and everyone looks too crisp and too real, there's something about her that is... She has an eerie presence about her because she almost looks more real than everything else, even even you. Yon Yon, you and Matthias are kind of in the front, and Alok, you and Biggle are behind them with Judas, and Judas turns to you, Alok, and says, I feel weird. Something's not right in here. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dodge, you disinclined from coming. Yeah, you no, you decided not to it's come. It's a pass for me on all that ghost business. Yeah. and I don't like it either. Well, yeah, I mean, you're not there to talk to Dodge. No, but I know. But, um, Breaking the fourth wall. Uh... <laughs> I mean, you can just say that randomly. Yeah, yeah. I don't like, I don't like it. Uh, and as you're standing there, Dodge, your dagger feels kind of hot. And that thought that you'd had not too long ago, what if I just left? What if it just kind of pops back into your head? I'm going to take the dagger out and just be like, well, you want to talk now? Is that it? It doesn't say anything to you, but you, you definitely feel like it's hot, as though you had left it in the sun for an hour is how it feels in your hand and you you get a sense coming from the dagger of restlessness like it wants to do something or go somewhere the rest of you are standing in this room with this dwarf woman who turns to you all and says so are you the ones I've been waiting for um yes maybe boss you now I feel confused I don't know where I am. <laughs> and she kind of sobs and turns away from you. I just know. Everyone's gone and I'm... <sighs> I'm supposed to... I'm supposed to be waiting for someone. I don't think that we are the ones she's waiting for. Yeah, I don't really like where this is going. Yeah, no, we should, we should approach with extreme caution. Who are you? Who are you waiting for? I don't know. I just, I, I, I know that I'm supposed to be waiting for someone to tell them that I have this. And she reaches down and grabs a necklace that's around her neck and holds it up. It's still on her neck and she kind of holds it up. And there is a small prism of stone hanging from the end. As she holds up the necklace, I think mm -hmm. that's when I finally catch a glimpse at the scratch marks on her neck. Okay. Because I've been kind of in the back, I haven't really noticed, and I'm I'm scared. I'm fucking scared. Okay. <laughs> I would like for you to give me a necklace check. Yeah. Roll for necklace, like please. Give me a neck scared <laughs> give I'm, me I'm a jewelry check. 
I'm a gemologist over here. Bing. I would like for you, Alok, to give me a wisdom saving throw as an insurmountable fear starts to course through your blood. A wisdom saving throw. That is a 16. Okay. You are still terrified, but just kind of frozen in place because you realize, as the rest of you do, that this is not a normal living person. This is, for you, Alok, one of your worst fears. It's, an, it's my nightmare. It's a ghost. It's a ghost! <laughs> Spooky ghost! Spooky, scary! Spooky, scary. And I instantly like recognize the situation and, yeah. I, and I'm just paralyzed. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab onto Judas's shoulders extremely tight. He does the same. He turns and grabs you super no, tight. No, no. <laughs> and he, he goes, Look at goes back I, there. I didn't think they were real. I didn't think they were real. I didn't think they were real. Well, that's because they're not real. There's a perfectly good explanation for no, what's going on here. Just, can you can you all just take a we second and need calm your emotions and just need to that, uncover the truth? I'm curious to know what's everyone's alignment, like chaotic good, chaotic neutral, that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm chaotic neutral. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that going. I am also this chaotic table. neutral. Yeah. Big ol'. I think I'm uh, chaotic good. I have just neutral. True, on, true so neutral. I think I'm true neutral. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It's in that moment then, Alok, you and Judas are grabbing each other, and she holds up the necklace, and you see her, while you all are arguing about whether or not she's a ghost, she drops the necklace and points a finger at you, Alok. I'm going to look over my shoulder like, what's she pointing at? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she points a finger at you, and she says, You are the one. You're the one. I'm I'm Alok. Uh, I'm I'm and I'm, she I'm, rises up from the bed, and you all can see as she does so. It's it's as though she's not even using muscles. Her body just kind of moves into a standing position, and she is floating about two inches off the floor. Uh, Alok, are you are you sure you want to be the one? Uh, <laughs> Why does he always get to be the one? She rips the necklace from her neck and then turns her back to all of you and floats noiselessly toward the back of the room underneath this axe that is mounted on the wall. <sighs> Levitates up and turns to you with this axe and this blue light is shining off this huge curved blade as she holds it and the necklace is dangling from between her fingers as she's holding this axe with a necklace hanging down and she looks at you and her braids are hanging down and across the front of her and she has her brow furrowed and she says you're the one I've been waiting for and begins floating toward you all I absolutely get out of the way <laughs> yeah how just, do you do that do you just kind of sidestep casually yeah, like no big deal just yeah just kind of start like stepping and kind of being like hey, let's, let's give some space here like does she look like does she have a hostile look on her face or does she yeah does, does she seem hostile give me an insight roll i want to make an insight she's got a furrowed okay. brow she's browing uh i think that's a 13 big ol you rolled a one 
Yeah, Biggle still doesn't believe in ghosts. That doesn't mean I can't be insightful <laughs> about the moment. When the rest of you roll, my entire roll was not valid. I had three. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I'm not mine thinking was, straight mine was over seven. here. I'm not thinking yeah. straight. You all definitely see hostility in her, but Yon Yon, you have an inclination that her hostility might be directed elsewhere. Like, a lock. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No. Let's go with that. Good, that's all I need to know. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. And she floats up to you with this axe, Alok. I'm frozen. I'm I'm frozen. You feel movement next to you. Dodge from the hallway. You just see Judas come <laughs> tripping over this pile of bodies <sighs> out into the hallway. And he comes up to you and he's like, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe we should have left the crying alone. I, we yeah, got to find this harp. We got to get, we got to, we got to find this harp. <clears throat> I think we should find the harp. Yeah, what if the harp's in there though? Did you search that room thoroughly? I, I, you know, I gave it a, I gave it a good, 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 good look, look, looked it over good. You sure I didn't, you, I didn't, you sure you didn't miss anything? <laughs> no, I saw, I, I definitely saw the, um, the axe, yeah, and the cuts. I didn't, I didn't see the, I didn't see a harp. <laughs> well, uh, right on. Maybe you should check over there on the other side of this room from where you are now, and where <laughs> I also am. Alok, she floats right up to you. As she gets closer and closer to me, and I'm I'm frozen there, all I can think about is I'm trying to think happy thoughts, and I'm I'm thinking about when I was on my run the morning I saw Koss and the song that I was playing. I'm just like humming it to myself. You so you start humming it to yourself. Yeah. She floats right up to you. She's inches from you, and she's levitated herself up to so her face is right up to your face. You see her smile slowly and she says that song I know that song somehow it's a good song for good people it's the most beautiful song I've heard ever and I only pause for a second and then I keep humming back again (laughs) okay and she holds out the axe to you this is a good axe for good people all my people are dead and gives you this axe. I'm I'm unsure of what gesture she's trying to make at first and when I realize that she's trying to hand me the axe, I I just grab it so slowly and unsure mm-hmm. of what's really going on. And then she gives you the necklace and she says, "This is my half of what we have. Johannes has the other half. And I need a good person to send his soul to me." And I am giving halvesies to you, as she gives you the axe, references it as halvesies. And this is my half of the vault. And I look over at Biggle, just kind of shrug and look back at her. She gives you the necklace. She says, that's one half of the key. Johannes has the other. And very quickly, a super jarring shift, her face turns almost skeletal and she zips back into the center of the room her body starts to take on this blue light and she points at you yon and you biggle and you matthias and she says which one of you brought it i can feel it as i got closer as i got closer who who has it who has it It, it's it's bad it's uh, i don't want it get get out get out Get out! 
I'm back to scared again. No, this really is definitely scared. our cue. I believe that we should leave this room immediately. Yes? Uh, uh, wh- <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about? This, this, this does not matter. This is a ghost. We must... Uh, <laughs> one of the ghost wishes, we should leave the room because the ghost this has a very... This is, these are not logical feelings. This is just the leftover from the corporeal forms that has come with them through into the afterlife. We must leave. Listen, Mateus... There's no afterlife. No, leaving there are no ghosts. flying right up to you, Biggle, mm-hmm. in like almost full-on banshee form. Her hair has turned white, and it's flying behind mm-hmm. her. Her face is blue and skeletal, and she raises her jaw to the size of your face mm-hmm. and just get out. And I need you and Yon Yon and Matthias all to give wisdom saving throws. Okay, I get advantage on that. 21. Nice. 15. Nice. At 20. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> so she's... Gnomish cutting. She's going, she's going full on crazy ghost on you. And we're just on phase. It's and like you're all just standing there like, well, well, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the coolest room I've been into. No, I do. I'm not disagreeing with that, but we should definitely leave this place. She asked us to leave, but she I'm thinks that go. we have something that's evil. No, I mean, I believe that we do have a thing that does belong to uh, the people that used to inhabit this place. It's definitely on our person, right? And but- we should get out of this room. So, meanwhile, in the hall. Dodge, you and Judas both hear this screeching sound and the increasing light coming from the room, and. While you're holding the dagger dodge, it goes from hot to incredibly cold, like it had been sitting in a freezer. So cold it almost burns your hand. I'm going to drop it. Does it just stay in his hand? <laughs> like your tongue <laughs> is still... away. <laughs> yeah, you drop it. Give me a charisma roll after you drop it. Ooh, I think that's a 10, maybe? Yeah, a big tenor. When you drop it, you have the sense that you made a mistake. Like you were a server at a restaurant and you accidentally dropped someone's plate of food. Like you feel like, ah, shit. And I pick it right back up. Yeah. As you're picking it up and standing up, you see Judas is already running down the stairs. He's like, I'm going to find out about the harp. <laughs> He's going to die. I'm going to walk away from this room also, but in a way more cool way than Judas. <laughs> That's a low bar to clear, yeah. sir. Yeah, definitely speed walking, though, because I am not I'm not down for the ghost stuff spilling out into my zone. OK, the rest of you in the room see again, almost instantaneous change. Strozzi is back sitting on the edge of the bed in stark, strong reality relief. <laughs> Sobbing again. Strozzi, Alok is going to help us. We'll find Johannes, but where is he? I don't know. I don't know where I am. I was so strong. They, the other dwarves got sick, and I told Johannes there's something in the water. I was the fighter, and he was the, he was the joy. You know, that was how we worked. I was the strong one, and he was the laughing one. And he laughed it off. And I said, no, we need, something's wrong. And he said, no, it's fine. And I watched them all one by one. And I killed 
I didn't kill them. I, I relieved them. I sent them where I should be going. And they did this to me. And she points at her neck. My brothers, my cousins. And she looks at you very intently, Biggle, and says, Someone is here. Someone did this to us. Do you have any enemies? Like anybody says what you think would do something like this to you? I mean, everybody has enemies. She says, we don't have enemies. We're the woe stones. We make wonderful stone. We, we supply the, the whole coast. Johannes had a feud with an elf. But even an elf, and she looks at you, Yon Yon, even an elf couldn't do this. Could you? No, I believe that. Definitely not. No, I don't think so at all. Also, elves do not have talons, like the show of what we see. This is a common misconception. But uh, I don't know if you're following me. When I said this, (laughs) I meant... I meant the poisoning in the water, not the cutting on my neck. I saw that you were talking about the the, the slashes across your neck. Uh, uh, I understand it's a... No, it's it's a thing to get around. It's a situation for you. It's hard to look at, yes. What matters the most to us right now is how can we help your spirit uh, pass on to the next world most appropriately? And if we reunite this amulet, will it, it help you uh, cross over to whatever halls you uh, d- dwarves live in? She says, the amulet is one of two keys to unlock our vault. And I don't know why, but I was supposed to give that to him. And she points wherever Alok was standing or where he went to. If you're still in the room, Alok. I'm there. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't taken one step. I don't know why. But for me to join in the mind of Lady Orum in the afterlife, I need Johannes with me. I think I don't know. I'm so I don't know where I am right now. Would you like us to answer that question for you, or, or is this uh, more uh, rhetorical, if you will? <laughs> I think it's more existential than material. Oh, yes. No, that, that makes great sense. Um, uh, one final question. Uh, so there are other rooms to this place that we've been. We've been in the, in the big open area with the, the benches and the well, and then the feast hall um, and the apartments. Um, there's another room, a quarry. There's the quarry. And the vault. The quarry's to the side of the main hall. It's an open-air quarry. And the vault is below the feast hall. Excellent. No, thank you very much for this uh, important information. Is there a reason for us to avoid the quarry, or should we go there? (laughs) I don't... (laughs) I don't know. Also, uh, is there potential that the screaming that we keep hearing uh, would be coming from the vault area or yes was Johannes are um, we only hearing that was he an angry person maybe he was not angry he was full of joy okay that could have been his laughter that we heard I'm I'm not very familiar with his dwarves so that laughter could be very shrill I don't know but uh, it seems that uh we should probably make our exit and not mention about the other, other ones that we just demolished, just destroyed. How are you doing this right now? <laughs> just, 
if you don't want to bring it up, just don't talk about it. No, I'm just worried that you will bring it up and it would create an awkward situation with this friendly ghost. I just turn and start walking away. <laughs> okay. Climbing over the bodies of yeah. these dead dwarves yeah. that you now know she likely killed. Oh, 100%. Relieved. Or relieved, yeah. Relieved from their bondage as zombies. Release them from the flesh prison. Yeah. Well, well, let's... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. I'm ready to go. Biggle, have you gotten all the questions, answers as you need? Well, this just doesn't make any sense. Was the ghost part or the amulet part? Or the well, the yeah, ghost part... part. The amulet part makes sense, but uh, the pieces aren't connecting. There's something that we're missing here. Yeah, because we need the other piece of the amulet to connect it <laughs> to make everything make sense again. Well, yes. Clearly, we need the other key, but who's behind this? What would be their motive? Why would these people end up as apparitions? I believe none we'll of this that makes sense. The key. So, the, the single apparitions, that is, is very questionable to me. Meanwhile, Strozzi has sat back down on the edge of the bed and is just there uh, underneath your conversation. There's just this, <laughs> this sobbing. And you get the sense that in her waking life or her real life, based on the statue and this axe and what she said, that this is not characteristic of her personality. She was probably a very stalwart and formidable dwarf. So Biggle and Matthias, you're still in the room. Biggle, you're trying to you're you're trying I'm to just, figure out like I'm puzzled because I'm a, I'm a scientist. So yeah, this the zombies make sense from a like they got poisoned kind of thing, but this ghost person who's still um, cognizant doesn't make sense to right. me. And so I'm trying to think of other alternatives that could be going on here. Right? Is this some kind of trick? Uh, is there's clearly magic at at work here mm -hmm. so what is i know that this situation doesn't make sense there's a bunch of missing parts that i don't know and i feel like there's some other greater magic that's going on that's making this moment happen that i'm trying that i need to open my perspective to yeah. uncover and it is it is weird that she has said even though she doesn't understand why that she was supposed to be she she was supposed to give the axe and the, the she's been waiting for somebody to show up. This is all puzzling to me. Rosie, maybe this won't be the last time we see each other, but I hope the next time we do, I have Johannes's amulet. Omelet. Amulet. <laughs> she stops from her sobbing and looks at you and says, I don't want to be here anymore. Yes, yes. I believe that sentiment is shared by all of us. <laughs> So, Matthias, do you and Biggle, do you guys leave the room? Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine, like, I'm just kind of watching it, kind of like a chaperone way. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I see a ghost and I get it. I get that this is, like, an in-between phase. Mm -hmm. Like, we saw zombies and zombies are an in-between phase, and now we see a ghost and that's an in-between phase. And, like, there is death and there is life. And then every once in a while, things get caught up in between. And I'm just like, we got to solve this thing. We got to get this thing on its way. Like it is, it is unfortunate and unnatural for the situation. Like I have nothing but sympathy for Strozzi because this just feels wrong yeah. that yeah. a spirit wouldn't be able to pass. Yeah. Meanwhile, 
Dodge, you've come down the stairs, or not stairs, the ramp, and you see Judas at the bottom, and he's looking down the long, dark hallway of all the living quarters. And he's just kind of staring absently down it, and he feels you kind of come up behind him. Did you find the harp yet, bub? He's quiet for a second, and then he turns to you, and he says, I'm a coward. I don't know why Koss wanted me to go. And he looks at you again, and he says, almost like he's accepting it, he says, I'm scared. That's a pretty natural response to these uh, types of confines. How do you, how do you do it? We doing it here together, ain't we? Hmm. I don't know. I don't think any of you guys like me. Put that together? Yeah. Don't take it personal. <clears throat> we don't really like most folks. We don't really like each other, matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> what are you getting out of this? Good times, mostly. Yeah, you only, you only live once, I guess. And at that, the rest of you come down the ramp where Dodge and Judas are standing at the end of this hallway. And Judas looks at you, Yon Yon, and says, What's next? I believe we're going to the quarry. Okay, yeah. I'll lead the way. You should probably change your underwear before we go. <laughs> well, he, he takes a few steps into the hallway, and then he says, you know what? I, I take that back. It's dark. I don't have a light source. I don't... That's yeah, not I a didn't th- want to say anything. It's no, like, uh, I, I just don't want to yeah. trip on, like, a, a body or, you know... We a, want a to give you the space to, like, go and... and to seek it out and try it, but no, this this makes sense. I was, I was, I, but I want you guys to note in your diaries that when you write tonight that I was gonna, I was gonna do it. Yes. I was not afraid to. I was gonna do it. I just, I just didn't want to, you know. I think if you cover it in your diary, that's probably enough. Okay, yeah, I don't think you're gonna be. Yeah, no, it it's kind of all, a, actually. He said, he said, she said, thing, and I mean, to be fair, none of us keep records, so I mean. If we survive this, that's that's record enough for us. I'm like writing yeah. in my book right now, like, yeah, we don't keep records at all. <laughs> <laughs> just, just ignore that part. Uh, yeah, no, the quarry seems to make sense. All right. So you all make your way down this long, dark hallway, and you're a little tentative, but you don't hear any weird sounds. You're pretty confident that any threats that might have lived on this floor all followed you down the previous night. You make your way down the hallway, down the ramp. And you stop the floor below, and you see that the ramp continues down, and you know now that Strozzi has told you that that goes down to where the vault is. But you go through the double doors into the feast hall, you cross this darkened hall, hear your footsteps echoing, and you can see the corpses of these zombie dwarves that you'd annihilated the previous night. And you go into the main hall, and you see the corpses of the zombie dwarves that you'd fought there. And there is dim daylight cutting across the room through these carve-outs that are in the western-facing wall. And it's not as bright as it was when you first got here, but it's enough to kind of send some natural light shooting and piercing into the room. And you see far across the main hall the double doors that have a bullywug spear stuck through the handle. And everything is still and quiet. And you can't even hear the sounds of the forest and the mountain outside. It is just your breathing and your footsteps.
Hey everybody, Blake here. Just uh, wanted to jump in real quick um, to point out that I, I, I think um, astute listeners uh, and or uh, binge listeners, I guess, um, you may have noticed that at the end of the last episode, uh, in episode nine, I I had a bit a bit of a different voice for Strozzi than I did in this episode. Um, so let's let's go ahead and take a peek behind the DM screen and see why that is. Looking behind the screen here, it looks like I forgot. I was a dingus. Uh, I was a complete dingbat. I just I forgot. Um, I you know I, I plan a lot of details for these adventures, um, but I can't plan for everything uh, either due to neglect or procrastination or or just not knowing that my players are going to I I don't know. Um, ask me the clearance between the floor and the bottom of a door. So, uh, yeah, I, I didn't have, I didn't have a voice plan for Strozzi and ended up doing one thing at the end of a session and a different thing at the end of, uh, or at the start of another. Um, so yeah, I, I guess all that to say, um, everyone makes mistakes, uh, but I can promise you this, I can promise you this, uh, it, it certainly won't be the last time. <laughs> so there's going to be a time where I say five goblins one day and then 10 goblins the next i you know i'm uh i'm just gonna make mistakes and uh if you're a dm out there don't beat yourself up don't uh you know don't beat yourself up about it just uh be okay with it um but anyway sorry if that uh, jars your immersion or whatever but i i suspect that if you've if you've come this far with us you're you're more here to hang out and have a good time and uh less less here for paragon levels of flawlessness uh so uh another big episode so let's uh let's get after it it's about it's about to get uh rodeo clown crazy uh in here so let's head back to the basement and sit at the table and roll some more dice So the six of you are all standing in this main entry hall, and you can see the tipped over wagon and the rocks that had spilled out, corpses of the zombie dwarves, the, the big cistern in the center of the room, and this light subtly crisscrossing across the room. And it's absolutely quiet and still. And you know, as you look across the room at these double doors with the spear holding them shut, you know from the map that Andrika drew for you in the dirt that those double doors, they, they go toward the quarry, but there is a supply room, a big supply room between where you are now and the quarry. What do you all do? I want to walk up to the door, and I want to kind of stand in front of it with all them sort of next to us and um, kind of look at all of them in the eye. Mm-hmm. Listen, uh, this isn't really, well, this has been crazy. And I just want you to know that if anybody wants to leave now, uh, that's okay. But once we open this door, uh, we're all, we're all in this together, right? Shit might get weird. And yeah, you all kind of look at each other. Judas looks at you all. 
Oh, could you just? Yeah, if somebody wants to leave, like, <laughs> it, we wouldn't, you know, hold it against them. And he looks at you and, and then turns and looks at everyone else. And he's like, yeah, if somebody wants to leave, we wouldn't, we wouldn't hold it against them. And, he, and then he gives you a nod, yon, yon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying, boss. Yeah, let's get this over with, you couple of weirdos. We're ass deep in it now, anyway. I mean, we do have a chance to kind of uh, pre-strategize if we want. I mean, I mean <laughs> everyone I looks at you with a blank stare. No, like, what are you talking about? There's no concept of what's on the other side of this door, but uh, maybe we could uh, set up a triage room in the uh, the guard tower. We could maybe Judas, you could take a station there and heal us if we need it. I, I'm just I, look. I'm just throwing things across, against the wall. Uh, across the bridge. Stick? No, no, With no. The no, statues. No, the room. The other room that has the the, the lever. Oh, the, this this little guard room here. It's the he one that I'm pointing room. at right now. Yeah, that so one. It's yeah, literally okay. right next to us. This yeah. one. I'm Where Alok kicked in the door. Yes, he Wave did do that. Four, four. <laughs> Sorry. Notorious Pagey. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, speaking, speaking of Alok, Yon Yon, you yeah. had wanted to look at his axe. Uh, yeah. Uh, I walk over to Alok and... Can can I see your axe, please? Uh, yeah, he... Uh, he here. Uh, here. No. I'll, you, can, you can hold it. I'm just going to... Okay. Um, here's uh, the bottom. <laughs> here's, no, that's not what... here's the top. He kind of... Swings it down as he shows the top. You kind of step to the side. Uh, and then I just want to do uh, an arcana check on it. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's going to be bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nothing. I look at it. And What'd you roll? A nine. Okay. Yeah. You get the sense that it has capabilities beyond a normal great axe, but you're not sure what. Uh, I mean, I could take a look at it. Uh, Always in competition with me. <laughs> here. Check it out. <laughs> swings, <laughs> swings it toward you. <laughs> I like duck. As it does it. <laughs> oh my god! I rolled a one and a two. <laughs> get those out of the way. Get those out of the way right yeah, now. Get them That's out my of the only way two D or D twenties. My other one is gone. Well, I don't know. You don't see anything mechanical on this. You're not sure why it's so so great. Why do you yeah. think it means have Z's? Like you think there's a bigger axe or? Well, something? I mean, it's an axe, so you know you. Typically with axes, you chop stuff in half seas. I mean, oh. I think the, I, th I believe okay. the half seas was about the amulet, not about the axe. No, half seas no. was the name of the axe. Oh, it is the name of the axe. It's a is, we. It's it's a pun. Real thinkers in our party. Man, this is a very <laughs> interesting. Thing. So, uh, question though, um, if we open this door and there's like a forty foot tall dwarf that wants to kill us, we run away, right? No, I'm. I'm not running. I'm not running, says Judas. Oh, I am most definitely running. Yeah, you um, now, so Judas. if you need someone to switch the, 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 the switch, flip the switch, I'm happy to do that for anyone. Biggle, while you're standing near the door, mm -hmm. I would like a perception check from you. I would like to roll something other than a one or a two. How about a three? 19. Oh, that's pretty good. Plus two. You hear kind of faintly just shuffling on stone and weird little grunts. <clears throat> breathing. And 
there is a smell emanating from under the door that is not good. Like a zombie smell? It's that, and it's something else, too. I feel like at this point, we're going to be able to even really, like, discern the, like, zombie smell. You know, what if we just... Uh, what if we just There's something skipped, potent in there. What if we just skipped this all together, you know? So now you're talking about you want to leave? That's what this was? No, I mean, I'm not talking about leaving. I'm saying, like, well, we need to go to the vault, right? Which is downstairs, right? We heard that from Strosi. So the, you know, the quarry seems yeah, like it's take maybe a crack in at the that opposite vault? direction yeah. of I'm keen downstairs. keen to get into some kind of door work right now. She did tell you that the necklace that she gave to Alok. Yeah, we needed the other part. Yon-Yon, how about an insight roll from, from you? Or intelligence roll, just flat intelligence roll if you'd like. Uh, 14. You do have something that you're pretty sure could open this vault if you wanted to. That something is a chime of opening that you Amadeus selfish. gave you. I'm not wasting <laughs> it on this. There's a it case. has one charge left on it. Yeah, it's not happening, dude. I'm saving that for a big moment. All right. I'm going to go to another plane, dude. <laughs> I don't want to go to the other side of a place that I can get into if I just find some key. No, no, no. no, no, no I'm trying to look Great. Tra- I just wanted to get that out of the way. Yeah. I'm trying to look death in the face. You know, somebody's listening and thinking like, they don't have to do this. You don't have to just get them in. Yeah, we're saving Yes, he it. could. <laughs> he chooses not to Trust help me, us. Trust me, you'll thank me later. Uh, all right. Well, then, if we're all in agreement, uh, Alok, you want to... Let us in? Yeah, I'll kick in the door. I mean, I was thinking more, you have that really big axe now, but... You want you know, me to chop open the door? I believe that all we have to do is just remove one of the spears from... The, I was just looking correct. for a cool way, you know, a way to get us all no, involved a cool, and motivated a cool together. A cool entrance has not been a wood spear. Okay, Yon-Yon pulls the spear out. The doors are un- Can I unlocked, essentially. Can I kick it now? Yeah, I'll, I'll back up. Go ahead. Do it apparently. All right. You must kick uh, it, kick it. And a one, and a two, and a ooh. And you <laughs> kick these double doors, and they bounce off their inward frame because you realize that they open outward into the hall, which is why the spear was put through the handles. And they just kind of bounce off, and your knee buckles a little bit, and they swing towards you. And I do a little somersault. <laughs> Into the room? Uh, away from the doors. Away from the doors. So they a don't backward, hit me? So you do a backwards somersault? <laughs> well, I was doing a donkey kick. <laughs> oh, my God. Sure you were. Okay, great. We, Isn't that what doors, I did last we time? Do have, we have established this in canon, that the donkey kick is how he kicks doors open, <laughs> Yeah, which is suboptimal. This is, this Definitely is the door suboptimal. season. This is the what? season of doors. Yeah. They keep winning. <laughs> The doors slowly open up, and you all are just completely pummeled with an awful, rancid smell. And you hear the moans of zombie dwarves coming from in there. They seem more languid. And as your eyes adjust, Yon-Yon, you look and you see... Directly ahead of you is another set of double doors that has a crack of daylight in the seam that's dimly lighting the room. 
and you conclude that that other set of double doors leads into the quarry. And off to your left, you can see these three zombie dwarves that are completely swollen. It's like Willy Wonka when the girl eats the turns into a blueberry. Yeah. They are just giant dwarf moon balls of swollen bellies. Like how spherical are they? Are we talking like can they? Let's like go roll? full sphere. Are they really? blue? Like Let's they go. Roll? <laughs> so they're just a ball with like a head and two tiny hands. Uh, okay, and two that, tiny that might be. <laughs> I'm thinking of like spheres. a baseball with like arms and legs. No, they, I mean, they are. <laughs> like Geo, Geo, like, Geo, yeah, like Geo, no. <laughs> they are, Geo they are completely prone on the ground with these giant, comically large, swollen bellies. And you can see that the reason for that is that, and the reason for this awful smell is that they have been feasting on whatever pack animals the dwarves had stabled in this room. So over to your left, as you're looking in this room, are these three dwarves just, and they see you guys coming in, and they try and rock themselves up, and they just can't. They're completely laden with their gluttony, and the carcasses of these pack animals are laying bloodied in the straw. To your right, you see a bunch of, and the rest of you can all see this too as you kind of all slowly step up into the doorway. To your right, you see miscellaneously sized crates and boxes of supplies. There's pickaxes and shovels and hard hats. Some of them are spilled over, different sized rocks in some of these crates, wheelbarrows, and hanging on the wall are various tools, long steel poles, ladders, and nets, and yeah, just tons of stuff stacked up. A lot of it spilled over, likely from these dwarves as they turned into zombies, just kind of banging around in there and knocking shit over. I just want to do a quick perception check glance. Okay. What do you? I'm looking. So I'm looking for some little stones to grab. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but you don't I'm even also have to make just kind of looking. But as I'm doing that, I'm kind of doing a once-over through the supply thing to see if I notice anything interesting. That's going to be a 13. Um, you notice there one of the nets hanging on the wall looks to be of much sturdier make than the rest of them. The rest of them are kind of dusty and like, covered in like rock dust. But one of them looks really pristine, inexplicably. Uh, cool. <laughs> I wouldn't pay attention to that. At that moment, as you all are kind of taking this room in, you hear, and you can't make out the words, but you hear a human voice echoing from the other side of the double doors leading to the quarry, kind of yelling out across what Strozzi had said was an open-air quarry and reverberating off the walls in there. Just kind of echoing off in the distance. This this female human voice. And then you hear another voice respond. Uh, my ears kind of peek up to that perk up. 
I look over to Matthias and say, "What do you What do you want to do?" Well, it seems that this uh, room is uh, no threat to us at the moment. Um, I would recommend that we uh, bash the heads of these dwarves in with the rocks that are around, um, just for insurance sake. Um, and then we should figure out what is on the other side of that door. Yeah, <clears throat> sounds like maybe somebody ought to go talk to. Some type of regular type person we can actually have words with over there, maybe. I mean, I do still recommend that we bash these heads in, because they're disgusting creatures, and said obviously not alive. Yeah, why don't you get on after that, yeah, then? you can go ahead. Uh, hey, Lark, you would you like, like to go uh, destroy some heads with, with me? Um, well, they're, they're not even attacking us, like... <laughs> yes, but, they, <laughs> but there's a possibility that they will. I mean, this is just in, it's it's management. Like we just must have to make sure you are imagined. You, you are imagined. Sorry, I don't. Rocking up, <laughs> trying to rock themselves up. You understand that in our weakest moments, they will bite our ankles and <laughs> we will be destroyed because <laughs> of it. This is just a standard trope. <laughs> I don't just murder anymore. This is not murder. <laughs> they're not. They, it's, it's, they are, are opposite ghosts. The spirit is dead. The body is alive. It's a simple, simple problem. Yon Yon, Biggle, and Dodge, give me perception checks while they are having this argument. Ten. Uh, Sixteen. Nineteen. All right. Yon Yon and Dodge, you hear somebody's coming toward the doors from the other side. You hear footsteps on the stone. All of a sudden, all of you hear the doors shake. Hey, quick. Oh, yo, hide, hide. And you hear a rattling of chain. And then you hear a voice yell out very clearly from the other side of the doors. The chains are still... <laughs> chains are still good. <laughs> There's Chains are cool. <laughs> I think you nailed it. And you, hear the cha- you hear the chains rattle, and you just hear this voice say to himself, <laughs> cool. <laughs> the zombie dwarves in there with you just, and you just hear this voice on the other side of the door. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we have anything to worry about. <laughs> and then you hear the footsteps receding from the door. Are the chains on our side? No, it, it looks as though something is... Chained on the other side of the door. Dodge, what did you roll for your perception check, though? 19. As this happens, you get the sense that the doors can open a little bit bit outward toward the quarry. Mm -hmm. Probably about enough to give like a three or four inch gap between the two doors. Sweet. Certainly not enough for a, a zombie dwarf to fit through. Yeah. But probably enough for you to reach through. A little squeezy. Get get a little, get, uh, little get your little fingies, that, yeah. Get your fingies in there. A little fingy action. So yeah, you all. Yeah, I just Dodge uh, is prompting. Yeah, I make my way to the door. Yeah, why don't you see about them heads, old uh, Matthias, and I'll uh, get to work on this. These I chains. already have a giant rock in my yeah. hands, and I'm walking over and just kind of looking at the right angle, and then just like holding it up, and just bringing it right down on their heads. Yeah, <laughs> you can very easily. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Take just care. with headshots with workmen like the dex calm. modifier on these zombies. None. Yeah, they, they have a they have a negative to their decks, and they're prone, so they're not. It's it's this is the yeah. mercy go. No, it's a it, mer- yeah. It is. But this is yeah. that's that's where Matthias is coming from. Like, yeah. right. 
This is an unnatural creature. It needs to be destroyed. Alok's not down with euthanasia. <laughs> Just fact. That's not what this is, but okay. Yeah, cool. Great. <laughs> I love that Alok has Alok has a line. Yeah, he's thought about it. <laughs> this, is, this is about a line in the sand, dude. Across this line, <laughs> you do not <laughs> euthanasia, a lot dude. About euthanasia. <laughs> All right. I'm going to pepper that in there. So uh, what, are, what are y'all doing? I'm, I made demarcation. My way to the, I'm sorry. I made my way to the door. Oh, actually, I want to stop kind of where all the supplies were and just kind of uh, do like rummage through them a little bit to see if I notice anything. Um, okay. Yeah. Give me a perception roll. Uh, it's going to be 15. Okay. Yeah. You find some metal toolboxes buried in these supplies. A lot of them have just simple toolbox latches and you find little rock chisels and hammers and but you find one that is locked with a very simple little padlock that's similar to the padlock that held the crossbow bolts that you found in the guard room. Hey, Lock. <laughs> y- yeah, boss. Do you still have that hammer that I gave you? Uh, yeah. And I'll put, like, the box on the ground. Can you just hit the lock off for me there? <laughs> yeah, I can totally do that. <laughs> Don't. Let's see if you can. Roll a strength roll as you swing a hammer at this lock. So 12. Yeah, that's enough. Bang! You slam into this and you yawn yawn see this tiny little padlock <clears throat> break open. The front of this little toolbox dents in and you lift it up and inside is a single disc of glass nestled in a velvet. A monocle? Yes, like a monocle. Yeah. <laughs> It has all these geometric surfaces on it, almost as though somebody had shaved off the top of a diamond or something. Just all these, it's multifaceted and it's catching light from all different kinds of angles and you're getting weird little purples and golds and yellows and whites just glinting off this thing. It's almost shining up onto your face as you're looking at it. Hmm. What's in there, boss? Uh, Can I do an arcana check on this? Sure. Would you classify a... Monocle as a piece of jewelry? Yeah, absolutely. We just saying if you know in Canon we did say I went to jewelry school or whatever. <laughs> uh that's gonna be a twenty-four. Yeah, you've you've seen these before, actually, at the Academy. Uh a lot of people, maybe in the library or in the supply room, use these. It is an appraiser's lens. Basically, you can use it up to three times a day to cast the identify spell. As you're seeing that, you remember that the Woestone clan is not only known for supplying good rock for masonry up and down the coast, but one of the things that they're most known for, and this kind of hits you all, actually, one of the things that they're most known for is veinstone, a special almost marble-like stone that seems to have orum coursing through it. It is used typically to create magical, and you would know this, Biggle, for sure. Uh, it's used in magical constructs because it really it, it helps receive and course the orum through whatever you're building with this stone. And it's likely that in the course of working through this quarry, the Woestone clan uses this lens to identify whether or not stone has, has the potential or is vein stone. Uh, I just look up at Alok and say, oh, it's just a shitty pair of glasses. And then I'll just slip it into my... Good thing I have perfect vision. (laughs) 
Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. Anyone else while you're in this room before you... No, I'm just going to work on these locks, on these chains. Okay. How are you doing that? I'd like to know. Uh, you, um, you, you know just... you can push the doors out toward the quarry so that they're not completely flush and you, yeah. can, you can kind of squeeze your hand through. So I don't want them to be all the way open as far as they'll go, like kind of mm-hmm. halfway in between. I've got one hand, like palm up out, kind of so I can grip it from the outside. And then the other hand is going through kind of normal ways. I'm mm-hmm. um, just trying to get a feel for like, I'm assuming it's not locked. It's probably just like some kind of knot or something like that that I have to undo. Yes. So I'm trying to figure the knot out and get it undone. Yeah. Go ahead and give me a... How about a sleight of hand as you're doing this? That's not very good. Uh, We're looking at a nine. It's hard for you to really get it. You haven't pushed the doors open all the way. You just you can't really see what's happening, so you're you're having some difficulty. Hey, boss, can you uh, squeeze through here and give me a hand? Can I squeeze through there? No, it's it, the, squeeze your little tiny ass head through the squeeze my head through, through the through gap. There? No, it's only like a three or four inch gap. <laughs> uh, I I mean, are you joking? <laughs> no, man, you got a little ass head. I mean, I. Clearly, my head is not that small. What is the door made out of? They are large iron doors. Okay. Wish uh, you said stone. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> so as I'm crushing heads on these bodies, I'm checking the bodies to see if they have anything on them. So there's, what, three of them? Mm-hmm. So crush head. Mm-hmm. And then check bodies. Yeah, anything. you don't find anything significant. Okay. Cool. And then I'll walk over to where everyone's kind of congregated discussing head size okay let me i mean i give it a try here go for it yeah so you're gonna reach your little gnomey mechanical mechanically inclined hands through six through the door yeah these chains are heavy and it's an awkward position for you to try and reach up i can't believe i'm having to do this Maybe if we have Alok kick the door down, he seems pretty good at that. Hey, Alok, you want to come give us a try? I mean, Alok chains. That, that would definitely alert them to our no, position. No, he is not kicking this door. I mean, we I should... can kick well. So, Alok, <laughs> do not kick at the moment. Let's all try the door just to see if we can get it to work. Uh, Dodge, just give it another try. Uh, You'll that's get... a twenty-one on a side <laughs> hand. <laughs> okay, so Matthias. As I'm saying, like, well, like covered try, in blood. We should try the door as I'm, like, reaching through, Reaches, like, long, lanky his, arms. Yes, exactly. Just his like, gangly, long, awkward, pointy-elbowed arms. Kind of like mine. Yeah. You could fit through that window. You could fit through that door. You, uh, yeah. you reach through the crack, and you just... And Biggle and... Dodge, you guys. You, <laughs> you can't just bring that back. You guys both know that you did the bulk of the work here yeah, trying to understand. Total bullshit. Yeah. It's total bullshit. That's yeah, why it was been, so easy for Matias. You've been turning that just, jar top for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Just and, got all the credit. and yeah, but you all just watch as shinkunk down onto the stone. The this chain just coils up like a dead snake. 
Airlock, would you like to kick the door in? No, no, no kicking. No, no, I saw that, 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 I, it, we'll push it. So then no, I saw that, but that was what we were doing. We were kicking doors in. That seems to be how we go about it. But seems. there's people on the other side. Yeah, and at that, you hear these voices echoing back at each other, this female voice echoing across, and then this male voice echoing across. Can we see through the crack kind of what's going on in the room? Ooh, that's good. Yeah, and at this point, you could push the door open even more if you wanted to. Just like a tiny little bit. Just <laughs> like enough for me to kind of peer yeah. through out the left and then through the right. Yeah, so you... Oh, you want to poke your head out? No, no, no. I But I want to like look out kind of to the left side of yeah. the door, and then I want to look out. <laughs> yeah. <to the> right. <laughs> so <laughs> you just kind of hold your eyeballs. So up I want to rotate yeah. the camera on my <laughs> yeah. character. Yeah, exactly. You want to cheese it a little bit? Yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, like I'm taking the 3D, you know, above my head view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no. So- I, the doors go out, right? So yeah. I can lean to the left and look that way. Mm-hmm. Or I can lean to the right and look that way. Or I can look straight ahead, right? Yeah. Okay. So you see a large, I would say about a football field sized open aired quarry. and Which I expected. With huge stone walls rising up it's hard just not fully taking the whole thing in but you can see some i kind of just stone ramps going up there's movement right by us and maybe a place to hide that we could get to right you can see some stone ramps rising up to ledges and then in on those ledges indentations where people have carved in you can see other pits in the quarry with ramps going down into them. You can see huge piles of rocks. And most notably, off to your left, you can see a male human off in the distance on one of these ledges standing there with three bullywugs. And they're throwing rocks at something, it looks like, on the ground of the quarry. And then on one of the piles nearby you, you can see a bullywug just sitting there fighting off sleep. You know, jerking himself back to being awake. And then directly across, all the way across the quarry, in the center is a huge pile. There's just one central huge pile. And past that, all the way across, you can see another ledge with another indentation and a ramp that leads down. But there looks to be as you're looking across the quarry over this center pile, between this center pile and this far ledge looks to be the large canvas of the top of a tent. Kind of pull back from the door and I turn around to them. Ah, well, we're not alone in there, but I think that we can get in quietly and if we go to the right, there's a pile that we could probably hide behind. Now, I have a question. How quietly do we need to go into this place? And is this more of a uh, quick smash and grab sort of job? Or is this more of a uh, get into an advantageous position and then blow the whole motherfucking thing up? Well, uh, probably somewhere in the middle. There, this is our way. Do you think that uh, a little scouting would be a good choice? That's what I'm suggesting. Fair. And at that moment, I'm going to turn into a rat. 
Awesome. Yeah, you all watch as Matthias down into a little rat. Whoa. <laughs> and even as even as a rat, he looks gangly and weird and awkward. Yep. Imagine him like a naked mole rat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his fur's all patchy. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. It's like, ugh. Uh, yeah, and then I'm going to slip through the doors, and I am just going to start cruising around. Okay. As you come out the doors, you find yourself on a large ledge that's about 15 feet off the main floor of this quarry. And you're looking around. From this ledge, a ramp descends down onto the main floor of the quarry. And there's a huge pile of rubble that rises up about eight feet in the center of the quarry. And there's piles off to your left. And off to your right is a big dip where they've dug down and there's a ramp going down off to your left is another big ledge there's just ledges and dips and piles all over which way would you like to go um i would like to go to the pile the 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 big pile in the middle eight foot pile yeah um in the middle and i want to kind of like scurry over the top of it Um, okay kind of obscuring around um i want to get a good look at these tent like i want to get into these tents okay yeah so as you're getting intense scurrying across yeah as you're scurrying across this quarry you see what biggle saw which is off to your left on this big rise this big ledge is a human man with a a sword stuck in the ground next to him on this ledge and this sword is stuck in the ground almost as tall as him it's inexplicable that it, that it would even be a weapon. And is this like like sword in the stone in the ground or like he just stuck it into the ground? The ladder. Okay. Yeah, like he had just put it there. And with him are three bullywugs and they are throwing rocks at something and you're not sure what it is initially, but as you're scurrying across, you hear him <laughs> and the bullywugs are <laughs> imitating his laugh. And they're throwing rocks at something and as you scurry up this eight-foot rise of rubble in the center of the quarry, you see that they are throwing rocks at a severed hand that is laying on the ground. It looks like they're trying to get the rocks to land in the hand. Playing rock bucket. (laughs) (laughs) Just rock? Good old classic rock bucket. Good old throw the rock at the thing. Yep, throw the rock at the thing. Yeah, every now and then, one of them will throw wildly or one of them will land in the palm of the hand and they'll all laugh and he'll be like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> As you ascend to the top of this mound in the center of the quarry, you see two tents ahead of you. One is up against this big ledge at the back of the quarry and it's a larger tent and the flaps are pulled back and inside are all these tables and you've, you've seen this setup before. This is like Biggles room Mm -hmm. there are flasks and vials and glass tubes and things smoking and steaming and bubbling and there is a hooded figure frantically moving around in front of these things pouring things and this person has their back to you for a while as they're pouring things and scurrying around in there but eventually they turn enough for you to see this very beautiful red-headed woman Okay. And she all of a sudden says, shit, as one of these 
vials bursts. On a table in the right corner of that tent is something covered in canvas that looks like like a body. And there's a fire burning uh, out in front of this tent, just little embers going, a morning fire that has since subsided. And you can see parts of a wagon that have been broken down and are being used for firewood now at this point. And there are crates stacked up nearby and a pile of rubble near there as well, upon which sits this bullywug that's... And with the... Shit! The bullywug snaps back to being awake and grabs its spear and looks around and then kind of goes back to sleeping. Yeah, you just see piles and just multiple levels all over this place. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm going to go to the other pile that the bullywug is on. I'm going to like go around it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to get to the back of the big tent. Okay, great. Yeah, you and I, I get scurry, rat to scurry away. slip under the, the canvas of the back of the big tent, uh-huh. and I want to go to the body, and okay. I want to get under the canvas of the body. Oh, my God. So you <laughs> crawl up this table. Like, God damn it. <laughs> and as you do, even in rat form, <laughs> sniffing around yeah. with your whiskers, it just, this canvas is bloodied and yeah. gross. And so this is fresh, and heavy this and fresh, greasy. fresh, but bloody body. And you crawl up between the canvas and this body, and you realize that this body is trying to move as you do so. And you are on the body of a zombified dwarf that is chained to this table. And it lets out this huge blood-curdling scream as you crawl onto it. Everyone hears this, and you all have heard this scream before. Matthias, as you are on this body, you realize that it is missing an arm. And not only that, and it's it's chained, there's chains strapped across its torso, there's chains strapped on its legs, but there are other bits of it that have been cut away. There's a big cut into its gut, there's an incision near its heart, one of its feet is missing, and these all seem kind of precise. Is there a necklace on it? Yes. Does it look like the one that I saw in the room? Yes, it looks identical to the one that Strozzi had. Okay, I am going to try and chew through the string of the necklace. Is it like metal or is it? No, is it's it... leather cording, just yeah. like the one she had. So I'm going <laughs> to chew through it. Just remember, she tore it off her yeah. neck. Yeah. So I'm going to chew through the cording. Okay, yeah. God, stop it, please. That's going to be terrible for people to hear that. In my little, in my little rat mouth. It's an ASMR. In my little, in my little rat mouth. I'm going to pick it up, and I am going to turn back into a person. What? Why, dude? And that's going to do it for this week. Oh, man. What is Matthias thinking? What is Matthias thinking? 
And what's going on out here in this quarry? What's going on out here? Is this is this Betty? And who's the guy with the big sword? Uh, the answers to these and probably probably a lot of other questions uh, will all be happening next time on episode uh, episode eleven of the Forgotten Bard, which by my calculations comes out on September twenty third. Thanks so much for being here, everyone. Really appreciate having you at the table with us and just having a good time. And uh, thanks to everyone who's written us a, a review and or given us uh, a rating. Uh, really appreciate that. And thanks thanks for spreading the word and telling your friends. Um, thanks to Beach Party for letting us use their song Carelessly Defined off their album Broken Machine. You can check them out at beachpartypdx.bandcamp.com or you can find their music on Spotify. Just look for the album Broken Machine or wade through the millions of things that say beach and or party on Spotify. Uh, thanks also to Matt Marble for letting us use his song Tomb Suba off his beautiful album Twilights. And, of course, as always, thank you to you, our listener. Yes, you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, everyone out there, for everything that you're doing, every moment you're creating, and all the gaming that you're doing, whether it's at a kitchen table or game store or on your own podcast. Um, we really we love you for it. Keep creating. Don't stop. Keep it up. And remember, the right play is the fun play. <laughs>